everyone, and welcome to another live stream uh, for video marketing Q&A here at NB Creative. I'm Mike, the head producer. I'm Tim, the head editor. And this is our uh, special guest for today, one of our actors, Greg. Hi, guys. So today, as always, uh, we're doing rapid fire questions, your questions. And so let's get right into it. Uh, so I guess we'll do me again and then you as normal and then Greg can chip in. Like He's got cool. some thoughts. Yeah, yeah if, if he has some thoughts. Okay, so first question. What is the optimal length for a YouTube video tutorial with a single subject? Um, personally, if it's a tutorial that I'm watching and I'm interested in knowing really the, the, the meat of it, uh, I, I don't mind, say, even like, even like a 10 or 15 minute uh, tutorial, but if it's something really quick that, you know, just to do on the computer or whatever, normally a minute to two minutes, that's plenty of time for me. Yeah, actually, I used to work for another company years back where I did tutorial videos and we were always like short, 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 like make it as short as possible. And some people like longer ones because they are like maybe a little more slow learning and they like to kind of take their time. But like I'm learning like Blender right now and I prefer the shorter tutorials if I'm going through YouTube looking at it, it's like two hours, you know, yeah. 80 minutes. I'm like, eh. but that's sometimes telling for what you're trying to showcase in your tutorial. But I'd say if it's something you can do in under like two minutes and do it, that's the best way I would say. Greg, you have any input? Yeah, yeah I think, you know, you're, you make a good point about the, uh, the like the attention to um, the attention span these mm -hmm. days. I mean, it is. It really depends on the person. Like for for me, I feel like maybe the five minute spot is pretty good. Uh, within a minute or two, it's hard to think that I'd really get quite enough information. Um, you know, that's beyond anything that would be beyond like elementary knowledge. But I think within five minutes, like that's relatively meaty for a YouTube video. Um, and I, I feel like you could get a good amount of information in there. Obviously, there'd be more learning to do, but it, it really just depends on the person and the product. But I, I would say if it's much more than five minutes. Like even from the get go, it's it's you, you kind of veer away from it. Um, like I would think that like a ten or fifteen minute video, as you said, like would be pretty rare for viewers. But yeah, I, I mean, just I just like it if like I really want them to deep dive yeah, into it. Yeah, but yeah, for normal, yeah. but for normal things, if it's like how to you know blah blah blah, you kind know, set up know. your calendar on Apple yeah, you know, really like really easy stuff. Yeah. I you know that is like a couple of minutes. Mm. Okay, so good good stuff. Next question. What are some advertising tactics companies use that consumers don't know about? Well, the, the grammar isn't correct. I was trying to correct it. Um, advertising tactics, uh, you know, I'll, you know, we do, Envy Creative does commercials. That's what we do. And uh, we never try to be sneaky about ever, anything when we do like videos, but we know that a lot of um, companies use what's called subtext in videos. And that's kind of, um, you know, like sex cells and, you know, they'll have like pretty girls or they'll have, you know, handsome dudes, you know, or, or, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll use certain tactics basically to, you know, or buzzwords to, pretty much just either make it memorable or make you want to watch things like that. You know, even on YouTube, if you, um, if you see a thumbnail and it's, you know, uh, you know, a, a girl in a bikini, then a lot of guys will just click on the thumbnail. They don't care what the video is, but you know, they'll click on it 
or um, I mean, I've never done it, but I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> or if uh, you know, or if it's say like a food uh, company or something like that, then they'll put you know, say like the the end dish you know up front right there, and it might be like a you know a little bit of a photoshopped thumbnail, something like that. But basically, uh, you know, I know clickbait is thrown around a lot, but a lot of companies, you know, at least with uh, um, you know advertising, they do they do use clickbait. To, to get people to watch. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up food. That's actually the number one thing I was thinking of. It's like, and we were doing this today, um, like fake food is like one of the most common things that most mm -hmm. people don't know they're seeing on like oh, you yeah, know, food yeah. commercials. Like there was a really great little video going around like a couple weeks ago online and it was like stuff you don't notice. And it's all about like putting like a ramekin inside a soup bowl so that when you put mm -hmm. garnish on top, it just sits there. And then like using like shaving cream instead of whipped cream. And it sits uh, mashed and potatoes mashed, instead of yep. ice cream. Exactly. Because it doesn't melt under the lights. <laughs> and like I'm sure everyone has seen those amazing – they don't really do them as much anymore, but like Carl's Jr. would always have that falling stack and stuff like that. It's like mm -hmm. your burgers don't look like that. You guys know that. You go to Carl's <laughs> and it's like somebody smashed it together. And it's like mm -hmm. that's obviously an advertising tactic that you're like – that burger but then when you get there are you really gonna like comment maybe i will about like it doesn't look like this you know but like yeah. in the ads it looks amazing or hardies if you're not on the west coast yeah hardies yep. yeah yeah uh, i would say i mean yeah, yeah greg, greg you're you're behind the scenes with a or in front of the camera so yeah. you you're kind of on that end well i've been reading about this a lot though because i have a new website www.gregaudino.com oh, subtle motion. sweet uh, <laughs> not that i even pronounced it properly people know how to spell my name but um they i mean the the visual aspect is huge it's all a visual medium i mean you, they're gonna want things to catch your eye whether it's a bright color or like yeah something sexual yeah. Or, or whatever um, in addition to that, I think there's also the personal touch that they want to try to implement as much as they can. So like you'll get a lot of emails from companies that you have your first name, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's like a thing like, yeah, you're going to react more to your first name you're going to be hit with messages like you need this, you want this, everyone is doing this, you know, these means of like inclusive, inclusive peer pressure. Like, I can't live without this, uh, sort of, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to it as far as like running ads. I think that one thing that's very popular for digital marketing companies to do is to um, run an ad geared towards an audience that has a similar, like an audience for a similar for a competitor. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, if if it's if you're in the same department as somebody else who's very successful, a marketing company might say, "We're going to test ads." Um, on your product uh, for your product on this audience mm -hmm. who is proven to like something that's very similar. Yep. Um, so that's why you'll see ads for a lot of things that are not uh, anything that you might have heard of or searched for, but you'll end up, you know, maybe uh, being They're targeting you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you're part of the target yeah, audience all the time. Yeah. Get, get used to it. <laughs> well, so those are just a few things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, never ending. Well, next question. Uh, what do you think about social media marketing? Um, and are all social networks the same for all industries? Uh, definitely not. Um, so social media marketing, it's a great way to get out there. Um, you know, it does cost money, so you need to put in as much as, not necessarily you want to get out, but the more you put in, the more uh, return on investment you'll see. Yep. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're smart about it, if you know the audience, if you uh, know your, like Greg was talking about, you know who you're targeting. Um, but social media is a good idea, but with social networks, they're not all the same for all industries. So you have to kind of know 
who your target is and where they are. So for instance, um, if you have a younger demographic, you definitely want to hit uh, you or you definitely want to hit Facebook, um, but m probably most importantly, Instagram for the younger audience. Um, uh, if you have more of a video medium, you know, definitely YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. If you, uh, if you are, you know, kind of targeting more businessy people, LinkedIn is probably the best. Um, actually from what I found is with social media marketing and ads, LinkedIn has the best return on investment, mm. but it's definitely the most expensive because you can really target people. So for instance, if you want to, you know, say you want to target the, the, you know, VP of marketing in, you know, in companies, you know, you can do that on Facebook, but with LinkedIn, you know, people really tend to stay on top of like where they are and what they're doing. So, uh, so that's just kind of a, that's just kind of a very like shallow dive into a deep pool of, you know, social media marketing and social networks and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't have too much to follow up with. You kind of hit it, but it's just like do some market research, like sort of piggyback off what Greg said a minute ago about the other thing is like, if you are a product or you're a brand or something and you're looking for uh, the target, look at your competitors and your peers, especially if like somebody's ever asked you to pitch your company, like, what do you like? And then you can be like, Oh, we're like Uber or something. It's like, well, look at what Uber uses. How do they utilize their social networks? Are they successful? You have to you have to put the work in, you know. And I was going to say I've done ads before, and like on Instagram, and uh, what Mike said is is correct. You have to put in a decent chunk of change, like to the paid ads, if you want to get a good return. Because I've tried to run inexpensive ads, like fifteen, twenty bucks, and it's like you get next to nothing, and it's like you you kind of just threw the money away. So it's like. I don't know if that's their fault or if it's just like you're not specifying, I'm not specifying like my target as good as I could or whatever. But you, yeah, if you're going to be like targeting people via social media, do some market research, I think is like my best bet. I'll put like my own my own spin on this answer. I'll talk about it from an actor standpoint uh, because social media is is such a, a, a huge vehicle these days that it's extremely um, it's extremely influential in, in the life of an actor. Uh, it is no secret to people in this industry that actors are now, a lot of them are getting hired based on their following. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're like somebody, you can have an audition of two actors. One is much better for the part, but doesn't have social media. And another has a million followers, but has a really shitty audition. Frankly, they're going to get the job because that that's like, Oh, a million people watch the show, yeah. you know, in theory. Uh, so that being said, I mean, it's, it's, very powerful in certain ways and especially like with something if it's just about if you're wanting to get hired just for viewership i mean it it almost doesn't matter what you put on there i mean it's like you know no uh, all publicity is good publicity or whatever they say uh so it's obviously that's not going to be the same within every industry uh it's like you were saying you to a, to a point you really need to know your audience especially if it's not an industry that's based just around volume and and sales and viewership like uh like the entertainment industry <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's really something you have to keep track of and how it works within the industry that you're looking at because it's very particular um but at, at least a, from an acting standpoint it's it's hugely important and it's really taking over m more so than talent is, uh, a lot of people could argue, uh, which is a shame, but it's, it's the way of the world and um, it's at least worth it to be cognizant of whether or not you want to participate in it and give into it. And one last thing that I'll add is um, it also depends on what your product is and 
um, you know, how you can, how you can express that in an ad. So for instance, if, uh, you have like video or photo, you know, the, the more visual mediums would be better for you. And if you have, you know, just text or maybe have like a service or something like that. And, you know, just a photo with more like text or description, you know, maybe, maybe a visual medium isn't, isn't great for you. You know, maybe you want to like, like LinkedIn or, or Facebook or even just Google ads with no, uh, you know, no video, no photo, just kind of telling what you do, you know, that might be best. Also, if I could say one more thing, and this might be kind of obvious, but if you are, again, if you're somebody who's looking for work and using social media to get work, as opposed to a company putting out social media content, I, you really have to be mindful of what you're putting on there. Again, it's kind of, it's pretty, it goes without saying, but a lot of people are not necessarily cognizant of that and if you are putting up any material that goes against the values of some kind of company that you might be interested in working for especially if that if that position would uh you know make you apt to being searched for in a social in a social media from a social media standpoint uh you really need to be aware of what you're putting out there and try curate, to curate your feed. Yeah. Put yourselves in the <laughs> minds of your potential employers. Like if they see me making this ridiculous video, are they going to be, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty simple, but people forget about it because it is such a huge presence in today's, yeah. uh, in today's society. No, totally. So, yeah. Okay. Next. Um, what do Final Cut Pro competitors call the Ken Burns effect? I want to buy some video editing software, but I do not have a Mac. You want to bow out of this one? I'm pretty sure it's called. It's still called Ken Burns. Yeah, I was like, that's his effect. It's yeah, not, like that's. Like Final Cuts yeah, that's or... that's the normal. I mean, it might maybe an iMovie or Windows Movie Maker. It might be called like Push In or like Pull. You know, I think it's Ken Burns. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's the term. And and you know, if you say Ken Burns in any in any video editing software. That's that's the effect. Um, it's that push and pull in photos usually and cross dissolve. Yeah, I mean like even even in like photo software that I've yeah. used that like you know make slideshows and stuff. It's still it it's too, still called man. Ken Burns. So so answer still called Ken Burns. And if uh, you're looking into a video editing software, then you know just just Google it. You know see what it's called. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. But it, the industry term is Ken Burns. And get Final Cut Pro. Don't, don't <laughs> buy some other software. Just don't do it. I learned something. All right. Oh, good, good uh, lead-in question. Uh, what is your favorite video editing software and why? So we we are all Final Cut Pro users. And Tim, was it me or you that taught Greg? You. No, oh, it was, it was me. Yeah. Uh, so we actually taught Greg a little bit of Final Cut, and uh, he's been learning <laughs> learning more and more. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> I uh, I use Final Cut and, you know, well, we all use Final Cut, but uh, for me specifically, I think, um, you know, at least for what we do, uh, we're, we're a commercial video production company, so we have lots of projects all the time. Um, we don't have a ton of footage to log and, and capture, uh, but we do have a lot of projects going out and the workflow on Final Cut just for really churning out projects, I think, is a lot faster than, say, Premiere or uh, I haven't really dove into DaVinci for editing, um, but definitely faster than Premiere, faster than Avid. Uh, but I I will say that Premiere, and I haven't used Avid for a long time, but I will say Premiere is really, really good if you have like a zillion clips and you need to like, you know, you have a an assistant editor that's doing all the like logging and comments and the everything else and then they pass it off to the editor. I think that's that's a really good scenario for Premiere, but you know, 
for uh, for having a lot of stuff automated and having a lot of stuff easy and for really churning out a lot of projects. If if you do like uh, if like like we do, then Final Cut Pro. That's that's why that's why I like to use it. Yeah, I mean everything you said for me, but it's more like I've been using it forever. It's the familiarity aspect, <clears throat> even though facelift wise, like it did get an update with Final Cut Ten that came out, you know, five years ago or whatever it was. Um, but I've told the story before, but like, I just like forced myself to learn it, even though I was diehard Final Cut Pro seven, which was the very, you know, tried and true standard yeah. version of Final Cut Pro, um, forced myself to learn the new one and then found like that they had really up updated a lot since it first came out. So especially now, if you're holding off on using that version of Final Cut Pro, because you heard bad buzz, it's been so long since mm -hmm. that was like the version. Now it's like very souped up and. I don't think we've ever encountered anything that we couldn't do that we like needed to that we couldn't easily figure out a way yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we've even done some pretty decent special effects within Final Cut mm -hmm. Pro. So it's like, I don't know. Like the, I said, last question, buy it. It's good. Yeah. The only third-party software that we've really used, like outside of outside of Final Cut, for uh, you know, for pretty much like just something the Final Cut can handle is maybe After Effects, yeah. but that's you know, because that's that's its own beast. But you know, there's nothing that we were like, oh, like. There are a couple little things in Premiere that, you know, we do wish Final Cut had just to, you know, little features, but nothing where, you know, nothing yeah, deal breaker. Yeah, you couldn't do, though, like through right. other means. Yeah, there's no yeah. built-in Plus, we don't have to pay monthly for it. Yeah, um, I mean, we still pay for Creative Cloud, but, you know, if you don't use Photoshop or After Effects or anything else, it's a one-time fee for Final Cut, and you can have it as, on as many computers as you want. And with Creative Cloud, uh, you only get it on two computers, and it's a monthly fee. And then Greg, from the time that you've been yeah. editing, all I can say—I mean, I'm not an editor. It's not really—it's not my trade. Uh, but I've—I've I've learned to do editing for again for my uh, website www.gregodino.com. <laughs> nice. uh, I've learned to do it, and all I can say is that from a from the standpoint of uh, somebody who's quite new at it, it's it's very user friendly and. Uh, Mike really gave me like a 30 to 45 minute tutorial about how to edit my videos and I don't really have any problems with it. Uh, it's, it's quite simple for me and again I'm not terribly uh, tech savvy so just from that perspective uh, it's, it's, it's quite user friendly. This and ad I paid for by it. Apple. No, it's <laughs> no, not. No. I wish. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. It's not sponsored yeah, content. Yeah, not, um, not at all. But to kind of uh, tell you uh, one more thing about Greg. The other good thing about Final Cut is you can uh, convert all the clips to proxy regardless of, um, you know, what size they are. So pretty much you can edit on almost any Mac. So for instance, you know, we have like kind of souped up iMacs here at the studio, but Greg has like a MacBook Air and he shoots his videos in 4K and he just, you know, has them in proxy. So he's still able <coughs> to edit them. So it's not, you know, it's not too much of a strain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even for you know, even for really high resolution files, but underpowered machines. So, okay, next. Uh, how can I see live videos on YouTube? Well, uh, if, if you're seeing this later, then you missed our live stream, but uh, I think there's a live section in YouTube where you can just kind of browse like what's going on. And, uh, but you know, you can always, a lot of, we don't do it, but a lot of uh, channels they'll schedule live stream. So if you go to their channel, it'll say like live stream upcoming or upcoming event. And it'll say, you know, Tuesday at noon or something. And then basically you just tune in or, or something like that. Or if you go to their page and they have one going, it'll have like a little live badge. And yeah, that's it. 
no comments on that. Um, what are some tips on becoming a blog YouTuber? Blogger? Is that what we're I think so. So, so the term for that. Well, I don't know because here's here's two answers. If you mean a vlogger, basically, like it's very time consuming because a lot of the vloggers say you have to vlog like where you have to put out a video once a, a day or once every other day at the very minimum. And, you know, uh, you know, we know people that have tried it and they just can't keep it up because it's just Hard. too much work. Um, but if you mean a blog YouTuber, as in somebody who like, uh, well, let's, let's kind of give, give an example of what we do here at Envy. We have a blog that has video production and video marketing tips and stuff. Um, and we also make those blog posts into YouTube videos to make it just easier because people would rather watch like, you know, a, a minute long video rather than just reading like, you know, a blog post. And we, uh, so we pretty much convert our blog posts into YouTube videos. So I guess in that way, it's like a blog YouTube. Yeah. But uh, so there's kind of there's kind of the two the two ways. Yeah. When so, I think of like vlog, though, I, th I think of those people that literally run their own reality TV show about like their mm -hmm. lives and mm -hmm. their friends and like what they're up to. Like Greg mentioned earlier, a lot of actors do it. A lot of YouTube personalities are vloggers because that's what they do. They're like deeming their life interesting enough to showcase it and they'll video it themselves or they'll have a friend or they'll hire a camera person to follow them around literally like their own mini reality show. Um, and yeah, like Mike said, that's so much work, man. Like we, we cut tons of videos a day here, but we're getting paid to do that. And it's <laughs> not like we're just trying to be YouTube famous. So it's like, you need to have the commitment level, I think, to know like this is going to be a part-time job, if not a full-time job for me, if I want that. Because people yeah. that are famous on the internet in general have worked for it, like to, to some degree. They're, they're maybe not working for it as much now that they have a following, but a lot of these YouTubers, they had one subscriber at some point. You know, they like they, they had to put the work in and do those videos every day or every other day. Some people even do multiple videos a day, which I think might be a little overkill, <laughs> but like... <laughs> Huh, like, yeah, it's just a lot of work. And in my opinion, that's a really quick way to find out if you're passionate about it or not is if you burn out, probably shouldn't be doing it. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. You were disillusioned about what you wanted. And that's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's hard work. But if you want to do it, hey, kudos to you. Just put the work in and, and enjoy. Yeah. I would say at least in terms of becoming a YouTube presence, uh, there's a lot to learn. It's, it's like what we, what we were talking about in terms of uh, like marketing strategies and what companies, you know, what goes, what goes into company strategies that you don't necessarily know about. Uh, I'm not an expert on this, but I think that if you need to become, if you want to become, if you want to build some kind of following on YouTube, you need to learn the value of like properly implementing tags on videos. Again, like attractive thumbnail, thumbnails is something that comes up very frequently. Uh, having- Thumbnails. What's that? <laughs> thumbnails. Did I say thumbnail? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you have to, you know, playlists is a part of it within your own channel, an attractive like introductory page to your channel. Um, so there's so much that goes into it that you need to learn about aside from making the videos itself. Yeah. And then when you talk about the videos itself, yeah, you have to be confident in your content. You have to have a purpose with your content. It has to be quality. No one's really going to forgive bad sound or audio. I'll tell you that for, for the same thing, bad vid <laughs> visual or audio. No one's going to forgive that. Uh, so there's really a lot of detail that goes into it as there is anything creative uh, beyond just the, the message you want to send and like the script itself and the presentation itself. So 
there's so much to learn in terms of that uh, that you really shouldn't stick your nose up at because there's a lot of a lot of great content out there and a lot of intelligent creative people that want to put stuff out. Uh, but ultimately, what's going to separate them is their ability to learn those little things and learn the business side of it, which is not typically natural uh, to people that are, again, driven by more creative type things. Uh, but it really can and probably will be a difference maker uh, in your level of success and, and viewership. So it's worth it to take a look at that. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're wanting to do like, you know, YouTube stuff, Check out other people's YouTube pages that you like and that you kind of want to emulate and, you know, that you think you could kind of make videos like them and, you know, use that as a building block. So, good stuff. Okay. Uh, so, we have three more questions. What are some good tutorials recommended to watch as a video editing beginner? Uh, um, I mean, I'll, you know... There are there are video editing courses out there, you know, like Lynda.com has some. Um, I think even like people like you know Ryan Connolly on Film Riot has some. Uh, you know, I know that the uh, Corridor guys over on Corridor Crew they have some. Um, I mean, but there's there are, there are a zillion tutorials out there. Uh, you know, what's it called? MZ has like yeah. There is know, one I can recommend for Final Cut Pro specifically. This guy, Larry Jordan, actually used to be a customer of mine. Mm -hmm. He runs like one of the most famous Final Cut blogs that goes through, you know, updates. Oh, this is something that you used to be able to do in seven that they just added again. Stuff like that. Kind of like what we we're talking about. If you're like trying to be real comprehensive about Final Cut Pro, Larry Jordan, he's a good tutorial. Also, guy. Ripple Training is okay. uh, is another good one. They, you know, those guys, they're they're a little more advanced, um, but you know, they they go from beginner to advanced. So, uh, it, you know, and everything in between. Uh, Greg, have you found any? I, I have no value. You just ask us? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm in the same boat as a lot of these people asking me questions. Okay. <laughs> um, and then next, what is the best video or what's the best software for adding a thumbnail to video? So, uh, there, if there's a software that, you know, basically you put in a video and it spits out a thumbnail besides like YouTube and Vimeo and stuff. I don't know of one because we actually get clients a lot that say, hey, thanks for the video. We also need a, uh, like, they say something like, can you, like, upload or can you send the thumbnail, like, on the video? Because, you know, we send them the video and, you know, it has a thumbnail just auto-generated. And we, we say, oh, well, that's a separate thing. You know, you have to do that yourself. Um, we do use a, uh, a web service. It's called Canva. Canva. And uh, they have like templates for YouTube thumbnails, but you still have to do like a screen grab from your YouTube video or you have to, you know, do it in something else. Basically, like, unless you, unless you want to, you know, I guess, create one from scratch, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much just a screen grab. You know, even if you're watching it on your iPhone, you can just take a screen capture and, you know, use that as a thumbnail. Yeah, I feel like YouTube, when you upload, it gives you, like, well, like, three options, mm -hmm. like, from different timestamps kind of yeah. throughout the video. Easiest thing, though, is, like, watch your own video, find a part that you like, screen capture it, and then upload it. It's the easiest thing. So, yeah, that's all I really have for that. Yeah, I mean, you want an attractive screenshot. Yeah, like, just Canva, like, Canva's great. That's what I've been using mm -hmm. since my college. Yeah, because you can put text but... and stuff like that. It's yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I would think that any, there's a lot of different software. I mean, again, it's really just about 
like I, I don't think it's so much about the software itself than it is just the choices that you're making yeah. in terms of just like what's loud and what's attractive. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of software can provide you the same the same answer. So totally. anything you could do this in Microsoft Word, if you, right. If you wanted to, so yeah. I think yeah. more importantly is the strategies that you deploy and where you get those strategies from. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the last question: <laughs> Can you suggest a cool name? For a production company. And be creative. Done with the no. video. No. Don't don't use envy <laughs> creative. No, that's that is that is our property. Um, uh, let's do let's let's do let's do one each. So I'll do one, you do one, you do one, and then we'll do one more. So I'll do uh improv game. I'll do um I'll do Red Blazer Productions. Um, <laughs> Super Video Force. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Red Laser Video Productions. Oh, oh, also, so. Red Taser Video <laughs> Productions. So anything with red, blank, zer. Oh, see what Goodman and Dodgeball. I'll give you a second. <laughs> uh, I'll do... Um, I'll do... Uh, I'll do Sunlight Films. Mm. Mm. That's um, like a wedding company. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Sunlight films. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> pass films. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be like punny, and then it fell apart in my head. I don't know. Letterhead films. Mm. I don't know. Just looking at random words around the studio. <laughs> nice. You're looking at the office set. Yeah. Letterhead. All right, Craig. One more. We do the same thing. I'm gonna get sun bright film. Oh. Reminds me of the light bright commercials yeah. from when we were kids. You remember? That? Yep, light bright. So, so there's some. Uh, there's Gee, some. You can have those for free if you video want. production yeah, name no, ideas. You know, feel, them quick. feel free yeah. to use them. I yeah, think the, super the video on, for no, really, is good though. The, the play on words is like the whole thing. I mean, get come up with a nice play on words. People like that. You know what I mean? Maybe different ways to integrate. Like look up video production or like puns. That. Or uh, yeah, or I mean, that's that's a track. People or like look that. up. Uh, or there are plenty of websites up uh, out there. Look, Google um, like like company name generator so or something like companies. that, and and I'm sure you can find one. We there. love those for yeah. character names and stuff. They're yeah. so good. So I mean, yeah. I came up with I came up with Envy, so that was that was my thing. That's his intellectual property. Yeah, that's mine. It. But you uh, can go with the other seven deadly sins yeah. as well. <laughs> Lust <laughs> films. <laughs> that's probably taking <laughs> probably a different studio. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for watching. Um, you know, like you've seen, we try to do these once a month if we can. But, uh, you know, make sure to like, subscribe, all that jazz. And we'll catch you next time.